That's right, guys. It's time for another episode of Disagree With Me or Don't. That's the DWMOD podcast. I'm your host, Mikey Wilson, as always, and we got a lot of stuff to get through this week. Big announcement on the Twitter this week about what's going on with the show. So much to get to. Just hit the song so we can get rolling. It's time for Disagree With Me or Don't. That's DWMOD. Let's go. Hey, congratulations to the Lions' great Matt Stafford, Super Bowl champion. Don't! Hut! 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 Hey, it's 2022, and Sweet Lou Whitaker still ain't in the Hall of Fame. This is an atrocity. Ready? Aw, Lions fans drinking that Kool-Aid Super Bowl! Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. Hut! The Dan Campbell era has officially started in Detroit, and I'm all in simply for the change in culture that it'll bring. I can't wait for hard knocks. I hope the last two seasons of NBA basketball have brought upon the death of the super team. But we all know it hasn't. Just wait till the offseason. No, I'm not interested in your hot take clickbait, man. It's irresponsible sports media. Knock it off. Hey, we're handing out baseball parlays every day for free, and we're winning. Stay with me now. Hey, disagree with me or don't. That's how it works. <laughs> the DWMOD intro from 2022. Recapping the year right there, guys. Enjoy it. Relive it. Some good moments there. But we're heading into 2023 with some big news. We let you know last week we had some big news, and now it is official. We're proud to announce that DWMOD's podcast will be picked up by Honest Network, and we're going to TV, guys. You can find the Honest Network broadcasting their whole platform of shows on Roku right now, Amazon Fire TV, soon to be on Apple TV, and in mid-February, as of right now, they're getting ready to launch out their own sports channel, and we are proud to be a part of the first launch there. DWMOD is going to weekly episodes And you can find us on all those streaming devices, guys. We're pretty excited about it. As always, we'll keep you posted here as to when the first episode is going to air, what our time slot's going to be, all that stuff's being worked out right now. But like I said, man, we are extremely excited to be doing that. In the meantime, we're going to be hosting some live tailgate, uh, virtual tailgate parties through Honest Online. I'll be giving you guys all the information on that on social media. You can jump on. I'll be doing mainly uh, the Detroit sports. I'll be doing the Pistons. I believe I'll be doing the Pistons Magic game in February. Um, That's going to be the first one, but we'll be covering all Detroit sports and stuff for Honest. But the DWMOD podcast will be what it has always been, comedy and sports. We'll have guests. We'll be covering topics for sports in all cities, not just Detroit. And we'll have some more information for you guys soon about the Super Bowl online virtual tailgate. Uh, We will be hosting certain segments of that. We'll be bringing that to you. I'll keep you posted, guys. And as always, I appreciate you keeping up with the show. Until then, we're going to keep you entertained with what we do every single year at this time. That's right, guys. It's the NFL Playoff Pick'em. Now, you know we do this every year. Myself, Andy St. Clair, Anthony Finelli. And this year, we're going to open it up two fans of the show so please tweet us your picks and here's how it works don't be intimidated here's how it works you're going to pick every single game in the playoffs every single week right you're going to tell me who you think is going to win the game you're going to tell me who you think is going to win against the spread and you're going to tell me if the game's going to land on the over or the under
It's real simple. So quick example, let's take the Buffalo Bills-Miami game. Buffalo is favored by 13 points, right? So you're going to tweet me, hey, I think Buffalo's going to win. I'm going to take Buffalo to lay the 13 points and give me the over. That's it. It's that simple. You could also vary. You could say, I think Buffalo's going to win the game, but give me Miami and the 13 against the spread, and I think the under's going to hit. You'll get one point for picking a winner. You will get two points for the over-under. You will get three points if you nail a team with the spread. That's how it'll go. Now, we're going to have some prizes for the fans who tweet in their picks every single week, but here's the disclaimer. You got to tweet every single week. If you miss a week of the playoffs, you're eliminated from prize competition. Fan with the highest score at the end is going to receive some swag from the show, no doubt. Now, those guys are going to be live on the show later via Zoom. We're going to pipe that in. We're going to give you our picks and our thoughts on the games. But until then, let's get into this week's quick hits. First off, huge shout-out to Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin is easily one of the best coaches of this generation. The man has had 16 straight seasons without having a losing season. He has never had a losing season. And this year, everybody fully expected the Pittsburgh Steelers to have an underwhelmingly losing season. They finish at 9-8 and eight, just on the outside of the playoffs looking in. Congratulations to Mike Tomlin. The man is a fantastic coach. Big congratulations and a tip of the cap as we saw the swan song for one J.J. Watt this week. Announced his retirement, played his last game in the NFL this week for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, This guy's an instant Hall of Famer, man. He's an instant Hall of Famer as a football player and a person. I mean, three times Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, He's an MVP candidate in 2014 where he finished second to Aaron Rodgers, and I think we all agree he should have won the MVP that year. He is the only player in the modern era since they've been keeping track of sacks to have multiple 20 sack seasons this guy is I mean you remember that season in 2014 he was playing tight end at the goal line scored three touchdowns had a pick for a touchdown had a fumble recovery for a touchdown led the league in sacks with like 20 and a half sacks the dude should have been the MVP outright that year and probably his biggest uh, contribution to anything was being the Walter Payton Award winner um, you know, after Hurricane Harvey decimated the city of Houston, this dude gets online and raises $37 million and is actively involved in the community and trying to rebuild that community after that storm. He'll forever be loved in Houston. He'll forever be one of the greatest to ever do it on the defensive side of the football. And I'm proud to say uh, I shared the number 82 with my man at Central Michigan University. Fire her up, Chips. They just announced that Lamar Jackson is out. He is out and not going to play in the playoffs. And can you blame the guy? You can't blame the guy at all. You didn't want to give him a contract. Now you want him to go out there on a hurt knee and maybe hurt himself for real. And you didn't pay him. And he's not going to get paid. And you've made it pretty public that you don't want to pay him because you're worried about him getting hurt. But anyway, my point here is that's the problem with building a team around a guy like Lamar Jackson. He's electric. He's special. And it's a special skill set that you have to build the team around. The whole offense is structured around his ability to find lanes and to run first, throw second. You're building the team, the receivers, the the linemen. Everything is built around that concept and to be able to execute that game plan. And when that guy gets hurt, you need to have a backup on the roster that has that same skill set. And guess what the big difference is? Nobody is special like Lamar at that. Only Lamar is special at that. 
So it's not like you're bringing in another pocket passer who maybe it just isn't as good. You're bringing in a guy who cannot do those things. No disrespect to Huntley, but he cannot play the position the way that Lamar does. And that's the problem. And that's why the Ravens are very cautious about giving this guy a bunch of money because you run into this situation. So you see why. And no disrespect to Lamar. He's fun as hell to watch, man. But all this talk also about him maybe wanting to come to Detroit – no, thank you. Our team is not built for that. We've built our team to do what it's doing right now, and I am, I don't want any part of that. No thanks. Now let's slide right into the much-needed knock-it-off segment right here. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. And let's just stay in Arizona for a minute, and let's talk about the mess that is the Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, you know, once again, we'll talk about it later on the show, about teams being held over the barrel to overpay for mediocre quarterbacks. I mean, Kyler Murray is obviously running the show out there, and the team don't like him. Nobody buys into it. He's not a team guy. Nobody likes him, yet the front office is bullied into giving this guy $35 million, $42 million next in two years. He'll get $42 million a year. Uh, I mean, this guy got a crazy contract when his track record was falling apart at the end of the year, getting blown out in the playoffs and just being abysmal by the end of the year because he's beat up, he's too small, he's hurt all the time, but because he scrubbed his social media of Arizona Cardinals stuff, they were forced to go to the table. And then they put in this clause saying, you got to do your homework, we need you watching film, because they know from looking at his computers and stuff, he wasn't watching any film, and then they're forced to retract that and take that back, and everybody's walking on eggshells around this guy. I mean, you've listened to me on the show before, you know I'm out on this guy 100%. Just 10 months ago, they give Cliff Kingsbury a extension to coach for the next couple of years and now he's fired 10 months out of that because him and Kyler aren't getting along and that's how it goes. You're paying Kyler all this guaranteed money, uh coach is gone if he wants to coach gone. And then that leaves Steve Klein, the GM, he's going to step down because Dove's coming, he's about to get fired too. So now the organization has completely married itself to a guy they really didn't want. They were really not giving him that contract for a long time. And, by you know, peer pressure, not peer pressure, but social media pressure and, and public pressure from I don't even know where forced them to, well, we better sign him or we're going to lose him. And there's only so many good quarterbacks. And guess what, guys? He ain't one of them. He ain't one of them. The dude's going to be playing for the Oakland A's here short and, you know, quickly enough. I'm, I'm just saying I'm out on the guy. I've always been out on the guy. And. I will stick back to my main point on that. When Larry Fitzgerald says, hey, this ain't the guy, and I don't like him, and I don't want to stick around to play football here with this dude, then you should have listened right then. You should have listened to that guy right then. Come on, Arizona Cardinals. You are a hot mess right now, and you got in bed with the wrong dude. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. Yeah, next one's going out to the Houston Texans. And the whole Lovey Smith deal. Now, he gets fired right at the end of the season. Now, that's not surprising because they didn't do very well at all. They got the number two overall pick, second worst team in the league. But that's not the point. I mean, they've got the second worst roster in the league. He was destined to have that many wins this year, which was like two or three. Okay, we knew that. We knew he was getting fired when they gave him the job before the season. Everybody was like, this will be a one and done. They are firing him. They are making him the placeholder. And why did the Texans do that? Because the Texans had a real big problem with their social perception 
of how race was handled on that team. And you had Deshaun Watson come forward and expose a lot of stuff about the organization and pushed it as, hey, this is an organization with a lot of racial undertones. We've had some back and forth here, some things I did not like, and I don't want to play football here anymore. And, yeah, it has to do with race. And then what happened to him? Boom. The Texans exposed him for all the stuff that they knew about. He's going to badmouth them. They exposed him for his stuff. And then you got 30 women coming forward that he's got some kind of uh, massage problem that he needs to expose himself to these ladies, whatever all that is, you know, and he's in hot water for that. This thing's been a hot mess from the beginning. So what do they do? We're going to go out and try to save some face, and we're going to hire a black coach, and then at the end of the year we'll fire him. Like, come on, dude. This is terrible. This is a terrible look for the Texans. Knock it off. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. I have to address the DeMar Hamlin situation. All right? Um, Man, terrible, horrible. We were all watching the game, and we've talked about it before on the show, how just how big and fast and strong these guys are getting that it's more than likely one day we are going to see someone pass away on the field. And – I hated watching it and almost seeing it happen for real. I mean, you say those things, but then when you see it, you're like, oh, my God, man. And then we get the great news that he's going to be okay, and it's an amazing, fantastic story. And, man, we're all pulling for him. He's doing great. He's released. He's at home. Thank God. And speaking of God, here's the part of the story that's going to get a big knock it off for me. It's the agenda-driven people that pushed this into a prayer movement that has bothered me. Now, I don't have a problem with everybody praying for him. And th- that's, that's amazing. That's amazing that everybody comes together to do that and, and send good vibes and hope and to pray for this kid. And yeah, there's power in all that. And that's fantastic. And it's great. Here's my problem is that my social media feed was just overwhelmed with Things that had nothing to do with DeMar Hamlin anymore that had to do with, oh, now the NFL wants to allow God back in football. And Jason Whitlock is tweeting, oh, thank you, DeMar, for bringing God back to football. And, and oh, and all of a sudden now it's okay to pray and videos of Dan Arlovsky praying on TV, which is fine. He can do that. That's great. Do whatever you need to do to be involved in, in trying to be a positive part of that situation. I, again, I'm not against any of that. I'm against the people that play as if uh, people who do these kind of things and pray are, are victims, are marginalized. Or Guys, the country's more than 85% Christian. Uh, uh, you are not being persecuted for prayer. Okay, all this stuff about God's not involved in football, but now it's okay for him to be in football. Leave that agenda out of this. Just leave it out of this. Only the internet could turn something where everyone comes together into something negative like somebody's being picked on or something. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean God's not involved in football? At the end of every championship or every game and and, and they announce like the players of the game and things, it's the first thing out of guy's mouth. I, thank God, uh, all all power to Jesus for putting me in this moment. And like, like, since when did it become frowned upon to pray or mention God during sports? It hasn't been. You're not victims. Nobody's canceling Christmas. Stop it with your agenda, and let's focus on what's going on here that's positive about DeMar Hamlin. Because I'll tell you what your movement did, trying to bring this awareness to prayer, like nobody's aware of it. Uh, We're all aware of it. But let me tell you what you did. You marginalized the people who did save his life on the field. We heard about them for like maybe two minutes. 
the people that actually did this. And it reminded me of an old meme that I used to laugh at that had all these nurses on there and this guy was leaving the hospital and they're like, hey, remember when you got in that really bad car crash and you nearly died and we spent a week and a half night and day saving you and we saved your life and then you gave all the credit to God? You're a dick. And I always thought that was hilarious. Uh, You know, again, I'm not saying there's no credit to be given to God or a high power. There is. But for two seconds, man, let's address the human beings on the scene that did this. You know what I mean? Kudos to those guys and girls. That, That was it was phenomenal what they did to save this guy's life. And we didn't hear about it because we had to have the. Warriors coming forward that everyone's trying to cancel their prayer culture and Christianity is frowned upon. You're more than 85% of the population, man. Nobody's frowning upon any of that. It wasn't your moment. Back up and quit trying to hijack the situation. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. Our final knock it off of the week is going to be about the Detroit Lions. Everybody out there that doubted. Everybody out there that was like, oh, it's Green Bay all day. They're going to beat the Lions. Lions, no chance. They're not going to win this game. Same old Lions. Every one of you can now knock it off. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. This is a team that was off to a one and six start, and that's all anybody talks about. One and six start, and we ended up nine and eight at the end of the year. Everybody wanted to talk about Dan Campbell being on the hot seat in the middle of that one and six streak. That was a bunch of trash. My man was never in the hot seat at all. I mean, they've been super competitive. They've changed the culture, and if you just look at their schedule, how many games this year did we lose by less than a score? I mean, three and four points, plenty of games. This guy was not on the hot seat. We finished the season nine and eight and give it a quick rundown. We lose to the Eagles, the number one seed and a Super Bowl favorite by three. We lose to the Vikings, a 13 win team. We lose to them on a touchdown with 45 seconds left. That gives them a four point victory over us. We lost to the Seahawks by a field goal, another playoff team, right? Lost to the Dolphins by four, another playoff team. We lose to the Bills on Thanksgiving when we're winning the game and we give the ball to Josh Allen with 30 seconds left. He goes down and get the game-winning field goal. Not to mention the fact that we blew the Jaguars out in the middle of their hot streak, 40-14. to 14. There's a team that's also in the playoffs. I mean, that's there. I, I, earlier I just named four games that we, five games that we lost by three to four points late in the fourth quarter okay I mean this is a team that realistically could have had 13 wins this year so at no point was this dude in the hot seat at all all right knock it off knock it off and for everybody that thought once Seattle won the Lions had nothing to play for up in Green Bay and they probably wouldn't show up or be that motivated to play that game and yeah that same old Lions shit that ain't this team You have not been paying attention to this season if you thought that team was going to go into Lambeau and be like, well, we're out of it. We're really not motivated today. That team's been playing for respect all year long, and nothing to the Detroit Lions screams for more respect than to walk into Lambeau on the last day of the season and knock the Packers out of the playoff and let the NFC North know we are here. We just thumped the Vikings. We just pounded Green Bay. We are here. If you thought they were going to show up and not play in that game, you are out of your mind. All right, knock it off. Knock it off. Now, moving forward, what's this team going to do going into next year? You know we're going to do a deep dive on this show because we do it every year. We're going to break down the Lions. That's coming up on a future episode. But real quickly, I'll give you my thoughts on the Jared Goff situation and 
earlier, I was always a guy that was like, hey, man, we can cut him at the end of the year if this thing doesn't work out. If it does work out, that's great. Probably won't. We can let him go. And we've got the Rams pick, which is going to be early. We've got our own first-round pick. We can put together some capital, move up in the draft, go get a guy like C.J. Stroud, who I think is going to be a great pro. And now I think I'm on the other side of the fence, guys. I think I'm a believer, man. This guy is not old. He's a young quarterback, and he is really good, man. Down the stretch, this guy played great. I think this is a guy who didn't do well. Well, He did do well. He went to the Super Bowl at the Rams. I hate to even buy into that media crap. He did well, but he took it all on his shoulders that they were the reason he couldn't win the Super Bowl. And then when Stafford did, it was kind of justified. Yeah, see, we just needed a different quarterback. But sometimes a guy just needs a different environment. You know, out there under Sean McVay, you're under that microscope. You're not doing everything the way he wants to do it. He's jumping on you. And I'm not bagging on Sean McVay. His style works for some guys. But being a coach, you need to understand, you know, you got to reach every guy differently. And Jared Goff's just a guy that didn't respond well to that constant regimented pressure. You know, and then he gets here with a guy like Dan Campbell who just looks him in the face and says, hey, man, I support you. I, I, I think you're great. I think you're doing well, man. Just keep it going. Guys are looking up to you. Hey, that's great. Hey, okay, that was a mistake. That's fine. Just keep going, man. He's got a positive guy that's picking him up, telling him he believes in him, and has him in a place where he feels comfortable and he feels safe that he can go out there and play. And look what he's doing. I mean, he's doing really, really well. He's the best quarterback in the league over the last eight games of the season. He's tearing it up. The Lions' offense was legitimate. And as long as Ben Johnson doesn't take a head coaching job somewhere as long as the offensive coordinator is going to return i'll fully expect them to say hey we're rolling with golf and we're going to spend these picks on interior defensive line offensive line some linebackers maybe uh, but definitely secondary we're going to actually have to hit the secondary but we'll get into all that but i think we're going to spend those picks on defense we've got enough weapons on offense i think we bring golf back and I think we're going to be really, really good. we got one of the best offensive lines in the league. We could just use a little depth there, maybe in the third or fourth round. And I'm going to go as far as to say right now, I don't even think we draft a quarterback. I don't even think we draft a quarterback to bring in just in case or if we have a shot like if somebody falls later in the first round and we have a shot to pick up like a, a Levis out of Kentucky or something. I don't even think we do it. I think Dan Campbell understands that room. I think he has everybody's respect, and I think he's got everybody on board where they want to go, and I think he's the type of guy that understands that is ultimately important, and if we even pick a quarterback and bring him in here, we are sending the message to everybody that we're just still not sure about Jared and we're playing it safe. I don't think they'll draft one at all. I think Dan will grab the room on draft day and be like, hey, we are not messing with this kid's psyche. He's feeling great right now. We love him. He's our guy. Don't even talk to me about drafting a quarterback. I really just don't even think they will. But we're going to break all that down coming into draft day. You know that. We're going to have the draft special, and I'm going to be doing a whole Lions hot mess on that, no doubt. And I'll just say, stay with me now. Stay with me now on the Lions because you guys that have been following the show, fans of the show, you know where I was a season before they ever even traded Matt Stafford. I was the guy saying, hey, this thing needs to be rebuilt. You're paying one guy too much money to not win enough games. We could get a bunch of first-round picks, and people scoffed at me. People said, you're nuts. He ain't the problem. I said, I didn't say he was the problem. I said, we need to rebuild the team. 
But anyway, you listen to the show, you know. I was saying before they even did it, we need to move Stafford, get some draft picks out of this thing, and rebuild the interior and change the culture. And, man, that is what we have been doing, and this thing looks great. So stay with me now because I think I'm on the same page as what these guys are thinking, and I love what they're doing with this team. Oh, that's time. That's time. That means it is time. It is time to dive into the 2023 NFL Pick'em Challenge with our special guest and our resident Vegas odds maker, Andy St. Clair. He's calling in on a Zoom call. We got Anthony Finelli. He's calling in on a Zoom call. I love this contest. It is so fun every year. And here we go. All right, hey, guys, we got the NFL Pick'em Challenge going on, and we got our guests back as usual. We'll jump right into it if you guys are ready. Baby, I'm ready. Good to go? All right. We got a uh, star of television, uh, screen, and writing, Andy St. Clair is with us again. Also our resident Vegas odds maker, if you listen to the show. And he's been crushing it this year, so he'll be the front runner uh, to win this thing this year, no doubt. Been hot. He has been hot. And our other guy, Mr. Anthony Finelli, also star of screen and television and movie producer, <laughs> editor. This guy does it all, man. He's doing all that stuff. Uh, how you guys doing? Good, man. I, I have to say, I, the amazing jinx by you in that intro was incredible. It's been, I have, yeah, it is, I have never won. I'm over two on this. I'm, I'm a little bit on a cold streak. So let's see what happens. During the I season, had. though, you, red hot. Sorry, Anthony, I'll get to you, man. But re, during the season, though, we were posting all our stuff online and Twitter and all that. And uh, Andy was red hot crushing. Well, it was, while. you know why, you know why. It was a, kind of a dog year for the first, like, 13 weeks. And I tend tend to be a dog guy. Yeah, you do love an underdog. We do. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off, Anthony. Go ahead, man. Oh, no, I was just going to say, thanks for giving me all those, uh, describing all the things that I do. When you can't do anything really good, you just do a lot of little things kind of okay, and that's kind of where I'm at in my life, so that's good. <laughs> in nah, terms man. of uh, picking winners, I had a down year last year. Uh, this year, this year's been weird. NFL season was weird this year, right? Like, if you yeah. go back to the, to the quote-unquote experts at the beginning of the year, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys that are really bad, but, like, it's just been a, it's just been an odd year, especially, like, how teams just completely tanked. Jets, Giants. Well, Giants didn't really, but they weren't. They didn't finish as strong as they started. Commanders, the whole that whole genre. But um, I'm excited. I think I'm gonna. I, usually, I kind of bet like a fan. You know, I pick yeah, guys yeah. that I like. You're a public. You're a public better. I'm, th- <laughs> I'm throwing that out the window, and eh, maybe right. just a little bit. I'll do. I'll do. You know, because I, I have some people that are close to my heart. Yeah, uh, some we'll people see. you can't avoid. Some people you oh, yeah. can't avoid. You just you're gonna you're gonna tug the heartstrings and you're gonna roll with them. That's just how it is every year. Now, for uh, to backtrack a bit here, guys. Now we know the first year we did it, Anthony won the championship in the final weekend, I believe, pulled away and won it in the final weekend. And last year was our second year to do it, and uh, it was over pretty quickly. I mean, I think in about week two, the spread was the, yeah. it was a big distance between top and the bottom because I was just riding the Bengals and they were supposed to lose every week. But yeah. this is supposed to be your year now, Andy. Before somebody right. gets two bins in this thing, you got to get right. one. That's why I got to get one. You know, I think last year I was so anti-Bengals. By the way, I, I think I've been anti-Bengals this year too. And I saw a stat uh, last week maybe or two weeks ago that they were something like to finish the season like 12-1 and one against the spread, 13-1. and one. And I think Crazy. I probably lost like seven, eight weeks in a row on the Bengals. Huh. Yeah. Always betting against the Bengals for some dumb reason. 
Yeah, crazy. And, and against the spread this year, teams against the spread this year were crushing in Vegas. I mean, the the underdogs, the the underdogs were crushing. If you took the spread every damn week, you were winning. And everybody was taking guys to cover the spreads because there were supposed to be so many good teams like Buffalo and Kansas City. They're supposed to roll people, and they didn't. I mean, you know, my my favorite new bet. It's not really a new bet, just in general, but uh, was the money line round robin. You guys know what the round robin is yeah. Uh, bet, which is, you know, you take like three to five teams. You should almost always take dogs. And then let's say you take, uh, just use a three teamer just out of simplicity's sake. Uh, you take Carolina, the Texans in, in the last week, let's say, and the commanders. And then let's say you took um, Tampa because they were all, all, I think all those teams were dogs. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. All those were dogs. Right. So the Carolina matches up in a parlay with the other three teams. Washington matches up with the other three teams. Tampa matches up the other three teams. And, uh, you know, if you hit two or three of those, you know, it's going to it's going to pay out what a, a parlay is. So, you know, you if you bet on a 50, if you bet fifteen dollars or five dollars on a three teamer, it, it you have to pay 15 bucks, I believe. So it's like three to one. Yeah. yeah but you have to pay. But that, I thought that was maybe my favorite kind of bets to do this year yeah they can get a little tricky though yeah you got to have at least two hit if you don't you lose it all <laughs> yeah yeah it can get that way for sure man yeah uh any let me let me ask you guys this right out of the gates now we did our nfl preview episode earlier in the year with andy with the vegas odds and all that stuff let me start with you anthony any big surprises for the season because i saw you had one online too i believe what we shared it on the twitter when you were doing your quick two minute rundown of predictions for the season and all that yeah well way off on the AFC West, sorry, I know you're a Chiefs fan, Andy, but I thought I'm huge on Tyreek Hill, so I was one of those guys that, like, Mahomes, he's still going to be great, but maybe 10-7. and seven. He's going to lose that deep threat. I have an affinity for the Raiders, uh, the coach and the GM there from my small school in Cleveland, Ohio, and they just imploded completely. Who knows what's even going on right there? So I was way off on the AFC West. AFC North, I was I, – the Bengals – I thought they're going to have a, um, you know, kind of like that ne- next year lag, which they did in the beginning, but now they're just, you know, full throttle right now. And they're healthy, which also helps. Mar Chase back a couple weeks ago. Those are my biggest ones. The 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 one that I kind of feel bad for the Dolphins, because you know they ended up. It was weird. I saw a stat. They actually ended up the same record they did with Flores the year before, and but higher hopes this year with Tua and then poor guys getting injured and who knows how they're even going to stumble into this first round. So I kind of feel bad for that, but her coach is just so likable. So it's, it's kind of hard not to root for them. And I'd say the other, my other surprise is going to be the uh, chargers because year after year, especially with Herbert, you just hear, you know, top five quarterback, top five, this, but it's like first time in the playoffs and they still lose weird, you know, and Staley, Another John Carroll guy, shout out Northeast Ohio, right. but Staley's like rolls the dice and it's like, you know, he's not an aim small miss call. He's aim, aim big miss big guy. So it's like, I don't know if he's going to do that in the playoffs. You know, could you see him going fourth and three from their own like 40? He might go for that in yeah. week eight, but he's going to do it now. And I don't know if that's going to help or hurt, but that was a surprise to see them. I, I'm, I guess I'm not surprised. I'm more happy to kind of see them actually get that get in at this point because it's kind of just been like oh this is a team that's you know underperforming and not working up to the potential but they're healthy now too because i think bosa and williams are both going to play keenan allen was done for the first half of the season but now he's hitting his stride which is good and then the other ones i'd say that and then obviously you know geno geno smith is just i almost said geno stone he plays safety but geno smith is obviously 
surprise player of the year. I don't know if you can call him a comeback player. You know, he wasn't injured. No. He wasn't no. really. He was amazing at West Virginia. So it's yeah. like not that surprising. I, I don't think you can call him a the comeback player no. of the year. I'm with you on but that's that. That's what people like, are saying. It's like it's not come back for back anything. Back up the comeback player of the <laughs> yeah. year. You came back into the starting lineup. That's not how it works, man. But he's he's good to root for too, and I like DK minus what he did to Ramsey last week. But um, and then the other big surprise is the NFC East. Um, I thought the Eagles were going to have a big year, and they did. I didn't think they'd be off to such a rousing start as they got to. And Hertz, I got a chance to see Hertz play with um, played UCLA out here when he was at Oklahoma, and it was one of those games they routed them. But it was like, oh, Hertz didn't even do that much. And then you check the stat line; he throws for three hundred and runs yeah. for like one twenty-five. And I think he's doing the same thing now, which is exciting. Um, and I'm, I'm I'm pumped to see what they come up with too in the playoffs. Kind of, they're all on that next level: coach, GM, coordinators, all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, they're coming around. I'm glad you yeah. brought up the NFC East because that was one of my teams in our preview at the beginning of the year. Uh, I took the Reds, uh, not the Redskins anymore, sorry, the Commanders, which I can't get used to saying because it's a terrible name. If they pick something better, I'd probably remember it. But I had the Commanders and make the playoffs, and well, they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, they were one game behind New York for that final spot. But, Andy, I'm going to kick it over to you because you had the bullseye of the year with the Jags to win the South. Oh. Well, you know, I, I had, you know, when we did our betting preview, and it's always something to remember next year is like, you know, Vegas tends to make like the last team of each division, like kind of an outlandish number. You know, I think the Jags are like plus 800, plus 900. You could have got them at plus a thousand, you know. And by the way, I think I said this last time. I'll say it again. The time to bet those things are right after the Super Bowl before the movement of players happens. And they just kind of go off of this year a little bit, you know, yeah. like. Like the Texans will be something like, God, you know, I'm guessing like plus 1800. You know, I'm always going to bet those teams because the NFL is so unpredictable. Generally, I think the two I was kind of pounding on were Jags and Falcons. And literally, if the Falcons had any sort of decent quarterback, they would have won that division easily. I think same with the Saints, probably, you know, like uh, any any of those divisions. Like, I just want to kind of you want to hit those numbers when those numbers are too much like. Like Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Brown, like you're never getting a very big number on those. You know, it's like Bengals minus 110, Ravens plus 125, Steelers plus 225, Browns plus 375. None of those, none of that's worth it to me. Steelers, Steelers were actually plus 800. If you remember, that was the other one I took. I said, I'll jump on that plus 800. Right. So, yes, but they won't be next year, right? Because because everybody saw Tomlin, who should win coach of the year, like get the Steelers again to nine and eight. Right. So like, yes, yeah, so with Steelers, plus 800, those, those are things you, you know, even if you'd have jumped on the Jets probably last year, I don't remember what they were, but I bet they were plus seven, 800, a thousand in the Bills division. Yeah. Like, they were like seven, six and two until Mike White became, you know, breakable all the time. And you know, they figured out that Zach Wilson was bad and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I had the Jags a plus 800 to win the division. Uh, it didn't look good through the first eight to nine weeks, you know. It's yeah. and you know and the other one I kind of won and the, got lucky was I bet midway through September the Panthers to win six and a half over six and a half when they were like one and five one and six yeah. and that field goal against the Saints put them at seven and they got <laughs> it at the last <laughs> so you can you know buying low is you just have to you know ride those waves a little bit and and I got got a little lucky in some of those I, you know I lost on the Falcons <laughs> yeah so. the, the only bullseye that I hit 
and nailed was everybody was all over the Broncos. And I was like, no, losing record. They'll be terrible. They won't. And they work. (laughs) You know, I think that I think on the the prediction side for me, you know, I think everybody was kind of the AFC. We everybody got six of seven, five of six, five of seven, six, seven of seven. You know, we're all kind of on the Bengals, the Bills, you know, the Chiefs and then the Chargers, you know, from there. And then you kind of. I think to, to me, NFC is the one, right? I think the yeah. biggest miss for me probably was the Packers. If I'm guessing, I don't remember what I said they were, but I'm sure I had them at like two, three, four. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I put, I had them at one Anthony. I had, I had them one in the North. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how don't you, how, how yeah. I mean, might've had the Vikings in at like seven, maybe, but I, I could have had them out as well, but the NFC was to me, it's, and it still is. If you even look, if you just go by starting quarterbacks, of each division, the AFC is loaded. The NFC yeah. is just trash. It's like there's nothing good. Like Hurts, okay, maybe the best quarterback in in the NFC, and nobody trusts Hurts. Like ultimately, like we we all like him, but like, do I truly think Hurts is going to take the Eagles to the Super Bowl? If San Francisco goes to Philly, I'm just going to guess right now. The line right now is San Francisco minus one, minus two. I guarantee Probably. you, San Francisco's favorite. I, I guarantee it. Probably, probably, sure. especially with the injury, especially with the injury. But he's got two weeks. He's got two weeks to come back from that. Yeah. I mean, Brady's old. Purdy is five and oh. Who knows? You know, is he like the Roethlisberger when Roethlisberger took over the Steelers year when he went like 15 and one? I, I, do you remember that Super Bowl when he first played, though? It was he did not play good in those playoffs. <laughs> right. He averaged like 110 in the air. Like Purdy is right. Nobody trusts Cousins. I don't trust yeah. Cousins. I don't trust Daniel Jones. Dak has been led the league in interceptions and missed like five games. Terrible. Terrible. $40 million. Terrible. And Gino, the thing about Gino is, and I love the Gino story, is like he's been really bad the last five weeks. Everybody kind of figured out Gino. Like yeah. Gino hasn't been good. The only reason they beat the Rams is because Baker couldn't beat the uh, Seahawks. Like uh, that Gino one tried a bunch to give that game away. That one hurt. That one hurt. Yeah. For sure. Lions needed it, man. Lions needed it. <laughs> that one year, hurt. Though. They were fun. <laughs> Great year. I don't. And I'm going to disagree with you that Tomlin should be coach of the year. We expect that out of him. Dan Campbell should be coach of the year, man. Well, they start you one did. and seven, finish nine and eight. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I think, but I think the Lions had more higher, you know, over under and wins. Everybody expected more of the Lions than the Steelers. They did. And and so I, it's like, for sure, I think it's to me it's Tomlin, but I think it might go to that the Philly coach, but I don't know. That could, it could, but I tell you, it belongs right in Detroit. But yeah, let's we'll double, talk. we'll double back on Frisco because that's where the first game of the weekend is here. So, first game of the weekend, Saturday, we got 49ers, uh, Seahawks at San Francisco. Niners are laying nine and a half points, and the over under is 42 and a half. Let's kick it off with you, Anthony. Where are you going with that one? All right. As you can see, I, oh, it's all zoomed out, but I have my yellow pad here. All right. Here's what I got I got the Seahawks covering because i think that i think it's going to be niners get out early and seahawks you know and then they just play prevent and just let the seahawks into back in so i think the seahawks are going to cover niners win and i'm going to take the over all right what's your take on that andy i'm on the opposite right off the bat <laughs> uh, like look the san francisco played with jimmy g on a thursday night game and san francisco wasn't very good and they won 21 13 that's eight points they are much better with brock purdy is going to be a rainstorm. It's been raining. It's going to be. It's going to continue to rain. Give me the under for sure. Also, don't like Gino. I just said it about Gino. He's been bad for the last five weeks. He's gonna. He's bad. 
He's not very good. Like Gino was cool in the first 10 weeks of the season. Sadly, there's eight more weeks. Brock Purdy, Kittle, 49ers. I'll take the minus. I, I'll take the nine and a half. I'll take I'll take the points. By the way, I, I will do something different in the playoffs than I do in the regular season. I will bet favorites at the playoffs. And I and give me San Francisco. All right. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to say uh, congrats to Geno Smith on shattering all the Seahawks uh, passing records this year and erasing Russell Wilson from the memory and record books. And Russell Wilson, wow, did he get exposed? And the age old question of is it the coach or the quarterback? Pete Carroll totally put that to bed this year, taking Seattle to the playoffs. Uh, But listen, like the 49ers, they're the best D in the NFC. All right. Their offense is pretty good. Uh, Shanny's the second best coach in the league, maybe this year, playing with a third string quarterback who's pretty good. The deal for McCaffrey to bring him in at the end of the year that was pretty good. Debo's going to be back this week, and Debo's also pretty good. I mean, the Hawk, the Seahawks, would they lose five of their last seven coming into this one? And the dust is settling on them, guys. They kind of stink, they're not that good, but nine and a half is too many points. I'm with Anthony on this one. I'm going to take the Niners to win the game, but I'll take the Seahawks with the spread of the nine and a half, and I'm definitely going with the under two. I'm going to say 24-16 San Francisco. Yeah. No, no we're all over the place. Good. I like the disagreements. I, yeah, I mean, it, I mean. I did not check gonna the be, weather. I'm not going to lie. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to be McCaffrey all over the place. Me you could argue Kenneth Walker is going to be pretty good, though. You could argue that. Yeah, he he might get going. You're right. I didn't even they check the weather. Him. Check the weather, man. I, well, I'm weather. in my own backyard all weekend, pumping water away from the house with two separate pumps and hoses, and I don't even check the weather. Uh, the Northern California game where it's flooding even worse. I'm an idiot. Kudos to you. <laughs> Next game uh, on the docket for us, we got Chargers at Jaguars. Jags host because they won the division. Chargers had the better record. We won't get into that debate, but the Bolts are laying one and a half. And the over-under is 47 and a half. Andy, where you at with that? I, I'm, You know I'm taking the Jags. I, the Jags beat them 38 to 10. The, here's, here's, here's why. The Jags can stop the run. I think Staley is kind of a horrible coach. Yeah, like Anthony was like, I bet against the Chiefs. Like, you don't need to bet against the Chiefs in, in, to win the division. The coaches in the AFC West are garbage. Andy Reid is the best coach by about a mile. And, and it, it makes a difference in the AFC West, right? Because it's like all the other coaches are bad. Staley is one of the bad ones. He 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 is not a great coach. I don't trust Staley. I, I, I Peterson over Staley. So I'm gonna again. I'm gonna take the under. And the under is I'm gonna take the under. I'll tell you right now on all the outside games. Every outside game to play off football uh, under the uh, the the wind in Florida couldn't wreak havoc at this time of the year in the playoffs. It can become very windy, and that can make a difference in the games. Luckily, I checked this weekend. Not a lot of win in Jacksonville. Not a lot of win in Tampa. I will take the Jags and the under. All right. Do you did you get an update on your phone saying that your screen time on the weather app this week is up forty <laughs> percent? It's up. I, I yeah. I you know I, I, it is a crazy. You start checking all these weathers. I'm like okay, let's see. Yeah. But yeah, it can be windy. It can be windy in Florida. That that field goals are important. You yeah, know, it, well, it could be. Now, I'm gonna throw it to you, Anthony. Now that's your buddy down there and uh, uh, with the Chargers playing against the Jags. So what do you think? All right, here I had two out of three agree with Andy. I got Jags winning, obviously covering, but I'm taking the over because I think both teams are just going to go to the. They're going to if Eckler's not running because he's been kind of dinged up a little bit. He's gotten a lot of touchdowns, but they have they've been kicking him out on pitch count. And Etn, if you check his him in the statute, sometimes they feed him 25 times, sometimes they keep him to single digits. 
just depending. So I think they're going to go to the air because the Jags, man, one week Zay Jones will score three times and you got Engram and then you got obviously Kirk's their number one. You have a ton of different weapons there. And I think that the Chargers without like you got Keenan Allen, who's their constant. But like Mike Williams, kind of same thing. He'll be shut out. Palmer and Carter are kind of here and there. But I think both of them, both coaches, but Peterson's obviously if you go to the coaching thing, Andy's talking about Peterson's going to be a little bit more seasoned. He's got a Super Bowl. This is Staley's first time. I think that kind of gets to him. And I, I think the Jags are just, they're, you know, they're getting hot. They got hot at the right time while the Ch- Chargers have been kind of like, you know, roughly the same. They got all their guys back, but I just think the Jags are hitting that storybook ending right now, at least for the round one. So I'm taking Jags win, Jags cover, and I don't care about the weather because I don't have that app. So I'm taking the over. <laughs> Well, you'll be happy to know I'm landing exactly with you on all three of those things, I think. But the Jags are hot down the stretch, winning six of seven, beating the Titans twice down the stretch to win the division. Uh, Lawrence is playing out of his mind. He's playing like they expected him to be a number one pick. He's starting to play like that finally. But it was the defense with a real lucky bounce on a fumble to score that touchdown late that gets them into the playoffs even, right? And the Chargers have been ridden with injury all year long right they've been banged up all year long and but they played in a lot of close games like you said to your point anthony a lot of close games but i'm with you very underwhelmingly okay and mike williams is out i think you said he's back in but oh is he completely out i I heard this morning he was in i know mike's back in he's back in in. okay so he's mike williams is in but he's banged up Bosa's going to play, but he's nicked up as he always is. Yep. And what what is what was he doing playing those guys in the last week of the season? I mean, what yeah. is Brandon Staley doing, man? He's that's the other thing. They weren't beating the Broncos. No, like they weren't. Like I'm like pull the guys because this is disheartening for them. I would assume you know get yeah. them out of there. What what's he doing playing those guys down the stretch, man? He does a lot of goofy stuff that I just don't understand. So listen, give me the Jags. Give me the one and a half points at home. Uh, and they're going to put the Bolt fans out of their misery. I'm sorry, Anthony, but I think after they lose this game, Staley's fired. <laughs> Sean Payton's hired. Uh, I think Sean Payton takes that job, which means Harbaugh takes the Denver job. Sorry, Michigan fans. That's the way I see this thing playing out. So give me the Jags 30 to 27, and I'm going with the over. I'm on the under. I don't I don't know what to do with that over-under, I'm being honest. I just chose the under out of, like, I guess the under. <laughs> <laughs> I just I see both I just see both scoring. those quarterbacks just throwing 40 45 times a game each. So yeah. I just think points are going to get on the board. I'm with you on that one too. Uh this this next game guys this is going to be the easiest one of the weekend. We'll breeze right through this one I assume. We got Dolphins at Buffalo. The line just moved today to minus 13. The over under is at 43. Uh, because Tua is out. And look, the Dolphins are a dumpster fire all over the place, man. Like I said, Tua's out, Bridgewater's out, and they don't have a pretty good backup. Their quarterback three is a dude named Skyler. Okay. I, I'm no offense to that kid. He's in the NFL. Fantastic for him. Yeah. But I, I don't know if I could even have a dude named Skyler on my team. I'm sorry. It's a little strange, man. I, I'm just kidding. But look, they traded for Chubb, the Dolphins defense. This dude clearly doesn't understand the scheme, which for him is basically just go get the quarterback, my man. He's been invisible, just absent. That's turned out to be a bust. Oh, and they just announced this morning as well. Damar Hamlin's out of the hospital and will probably be on the damn sidelines for the game. So just forget it. This is a layup. Give me Buffalo laying the whole 13 points and give me the over bills. Roll them 34, 13. What do you think? I'll go. Um, I definitely am on the bills. I'm on the bills minus 27. I don't you know. <laughs> uh, I'm on the, I, I just think it's going to be, I don't know how, honestly, I don't think the dog I'm on the under 
in that one too, mainly because I think it's going to be like 34 to three, 31 to three. Like I think the bills are going to jump on them early. And, and then I think they're going to take their foot off their gas because they're going to play the Bengals the next weekend. Oh, yeah. probably, you know, assuming ever it goes to the way it's supposed to. So I don't, I don't think they're going to, I don't, I think the, the bills are going to do enough to win, do enough to cover. I don't think that they're going to do what they did to the Pats last year in the first round, which was, I think the final score was like 122 to 17 or something like that. <laughs> it was something like uh, that. So I, right. I, yeah, I think I'm on the bills in the under. All right, Anthony. All right. Obviously bills are winning. I'm taking the under, but the way I feel this game is going to go is like an Olympic trial with Usain Bolt where he's going to run like a, like a low 10. Right. And so like second place is going to be like right behind him, just enough for him to get to that next round. So I'm going to have Miami covering just based on that's almost that's a two score game in the NFL playoffs. And I know and and you never know, Josh Allen, as good as he is, he does turn the ball over a lot. So if he flubs just one time, that could get the cover for the Dolphins. But they're not they're not winning. And I'm going to I'm going to stick on the under because I'm I'm sticking with that. I think they're just going to take their foot off the gas once they get to a certain point because they you know, they're looking ahead as opposed to maybe right. last year when they were like game by game. Mikey, did you take the over in that? I, I took the over. I think the Bills are just going to score and don't quit scoring. I mean, yeah, they may hit 43. The, you guys did it the right way. Like Anthony does it. He also did the right way. Like if you'd like the Dolphins, you take the under. If you like the Bills, you take the over. I'm the only one who did it the wrong way. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. I'm well, sticking you with said you're, you said Hey, I have a cool little lighting trophy here still. Yeah. My light That's socket right. mechanism. Thing. It's in my, it's <laughs> in my garage. It's all your devices, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on. why I've on. never won, by the way. That's why I've never won. I you just do it the wrong way. You should have stuck to your guns from the season, but you never know. You never know. Uh, Giants at Vikings. Okay, Vikings are minus three, and the over-under is 48 in this one. Andy, take it. This is to me the hardest one, maybe. Uh, I will say if it goes up to three and a half, I'll take the Giants. Uh, I think it's a three-point game. I, I think I, I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Cousins and the Vikings. I'm gonna take the minus three. I, I just think if they beat the Giants, what a couple weeks ago on like a 61-yard bomb, right? My yeah. other my other rule that I'm breaking, and I, I've told this to Mikey a few times, is like I, I love to bet on Daniel Jones on the road. I'll never bet on Daniel Jones at home. But I would love to bet on the Jones on the road. For some reason, I'm once again breaking my rule. I'm going to take Minnesota minus three, and I'm going to take the over. I think okay. I think there's going to be points in this game. Uh, Anthony, what about you? All right, here's what I got. I think this is going to be the only game that comes down to the last second. So I'm going to have the Giants covering, but I'm going to have the Vikings winning. So take the Giants with the points, but the Vikings win. And I'm going to take the under just because I can't. I don't see who's scoring for the Giants just because they don't have any stars outside of Barkley who's, you know, Vikings do their job. That's all they're going to be keying on. Then you do leave it up to Daniel Jones. Who knows who he's throwing to? But I can't also get that. Was that week 16 or 17 Vikings Packers? Was that 16? Yeah. They just got shellacked. I can't get that out of my head like that close to the playoffs. So I just don't think I got to tape on the under. I think the Vikings are going to get out of it, but I'm taking the under and the Giants to cover all right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little bit different from you guys here. Uh, like 
G-Man had a great year. Dayball's probably the fourth best coach of the year behind Dan Campbell, Shanahan, Tomlin. I'll tell you that. Uh, but the Vikings, you got Kirk Cousins, right? And we all know Kirk Cousins in the spotlight. Uh, that's a recipe for eye rolls and expletives. I'm telling you that right now. And they're going to blitz the hell out of them like they did before. Giants did that earlier in the year, gave them a bunch of problems. Uh, Jonesy, the Giants, they're the hot pick, right? Everybody you're watching on TV right now is taking them to win or taking them in the points. And I, I'm, you know, I'm going to roll with Delvin Cook being able to run the ball, but I'm also going to roll with the linebacking crew for the Vikings. So them are, they're good, man. Hicks and Kendricks both over 130 something tackles for the season apiece. Those guys are good. Vikes with a late stop on defense 27 24 vikings give me the over buddy that's what I, you and me baby let's go vikings and over hey guys i have two stats i want to read you real quick i wrote these down i saw them or read them somewhere uh vikings 11 0 and one score games so 11 and 0 okay uh, the second or third team or in that the new york football giants eight three and one in one score games so i only say that to say it's going to be close it's going to be one right? score game. it's going to be a one score game it's going to be there. The other, I, I read quarterbacks making their first start in the playoffs uh, against the spread, playing against quarterbacks that have played in the playoffs in the last 20 years. The the quarterbacks making their first start in the playoffs uh, against the spread, they're 14 and 32. Jeez, dude. That's and when there's crazy. three quarterbacks that apply for this, Jones, Daniel Jones, yeah. Skyler, probably, Skyler. and <laughs> yeah. probably uh, Huntley. Okay. Yeah, Huntley. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be a real problem. He's going to be a real problem. And we're going to move into that one. Now, as far as Huntley's concerned, that takes us into the next game. You got Ravens at Bengals. Uh, Bengals are laying a full touchdown, laying seven. The over-under is 41 and a half. Uh, let's go with you, Anthony. Where you at on that? All right. My unmuted. Okay, great. So I've been hating the Bengals and Burrow for a while now, just because I'm a Browns fan. <laughs> Ever since, and also the Chiefs at the same time, because I don't know if you guys remember, not this season, the past season, the Browns were still in it for the playoffs, and the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the regular season because the Chiefs had like nine penalties on and gave them, I think, six downs within the four yards, and then the Bengals won, and then they had their epic run and everything else. So I've always been kind of down on them, and Burrow kind of always rubbed me the wrong way, but... I've been I've been completely flipped this year. I've got, I've watched a ton of his games and just he's not throwing to Chase, he's throwing to Higgins, he's throwing to Boyd. He's got Hayden Hurst. He's got who's that guy Irwin coming in and getting two catches like he's he's slinging it all over and and then you got Mixon out and P Ryan just didn't miss a beat. Was even a little bit better. So I'm taking the Bengals obviously to cover, giving them the full seven on the win. And I don't even care who's starting for the Ravens. I'm still going to go with the over. I think the Ravens will put up some points whether it's in garbage time or you know, save FaceTime depending on who's under center. But I just they're not gonna be able to stop the Bengals. I think I think this train's just getting started for the playoffs like last year. So yeah. I hate to, I hate to say it, but yeah. Bengals <laughs> I agree with you. They look like they're rolling. Andy, about you? Uh you know I you know I'm gonna be on the the dog here. This is yeah I was saying I haven't bet on the Bengals in like seven weeks ago. I think I've lost seven to eight weeks in a row. <laughs> I'm not I'm gonna continue in that <laughs> few um, reasons. Few reasons. Now Lamar is not officially ruled out, but it's very close to being official for sure. So it's probably going to be Huntley, my guess. If it's Brown, I, if we if it's Brown that starts, yes, give me the Bengals. But if it's Huntley, but when Lamar and the Ravens played the Bengals early in the season, when Lamar is playing, the final score of that game was nineteen seventeen. Also, the Ravens' defense is better now than it was then. Okay. So Roquan Smith is important. He he he's been very good for the Ravens. 
So I'm going to take the under in that game. Outside, divisional game. All these divisional opponents, I have taken the the uh, the points, which have been the Bills and the Niners, instead of the dog, which I normally would take the dog. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to take right, and the I'm going to take the Ravens plus seven. Right now, those Ravens numbers going up. It's at eight. I've seen it up to eight and a half. I think if you're going to take the Ravens, which I am, you're going to wait for a couple of days to watch that, see where that number settles. For Don't sure. take it at seven. Don't take it at six and a half. Because wait till it gets to eight, eight and a half. It, it's only going to keep going up because public money is going to come in on the Bengals because everybody loves Joe Burrow. When Especially when he said, my window's not closing. I am the window, right? He said that recently. He did. He did. And it, it is no better time to bet against Joe Burrow than right now because everyone expects the uh, everyone expects Bills Bengals next week. Everybody and myself included because I'll be teasing the Bengals down. But give me give me all the points on the Ravens. That's this game's going to be much closer. I also don't think the Ravens cared about the last game of the season. I don't think the Ravens cared that when they threw Brown out there told me they didn't care. So I'll take and and the game wasn't that big a blowout. All right. All right. What about the over or under? Under. You're going to take the under on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to be on the opposite end of that. Uh, I'm going to be on the opposite end of a lot of the things you said right there. And <laughs> I touched on it earlier in the episode and I'm going to hit it again. The problem with building a team around Lamar Jackson and his special, special talents, which he has, is the fact that when that guy gets hurt, your backup needs to be the same type of player and he is not as special at those things. And that's exactly what's happening right now. You got a team built for Lamar and Lamar is not playing. So you, you can't just bring a pocket passer in or something. You got to bring in a guy that plays like him and Huntley's not special like him. And that's just the way that that's going to lay out. If Lamar plays, it hurts you because he's hurt. Okay. If Huntley plays, it hurts you even more in this game. So I rode JB and the Bengals last year, all the way to the title. I'm going to ride him again, at least this week. And I'm going to tell you, I agree. I think the Ravens D will show up, but there will be too many possessions for that Bengals offense because the Ravens offense will be three and out all night long. And I just don't think it's going to work out for them at all. I'm going Bengals in an easy one, 27 to 10. I'll take the under. Can I ask you guys a question though? It, it is weird, right? When the line came out, it was only six and a half. Knowing, knowing Lamar's probably not going to play, right? Mm. Like they didn't hang it at nine. They didn't, Vegas didn't hang it at 10. That's a weird number. And I would be very, very careful, right? Because they want you to take the Bengals. Vegas wants you to take the Bengals. They, they're going to, they, they want you to take the, that number. It, it when those kind of numbers come out and and they and they don't move a lot and they just kind of sit there at, at, a, at a very questionable number when you immediately say yes give me the Bengals then I start getting nervous okay and, and so that so my only thing is same with Cowboys Cowboys Bucks same with Cowboys Bucks that number kind of came out and it hasn't really moved much uh, it hasn't it hasn't and that that's our monday night game how fun is that right monday night football playoffs that's that's yeah. going to be a good one but you, you, on to your point that cowboys uh tampa bay cowboys are at tampa cuz tampa won the division tampa's plus 2 and a half 45 and a half is the over under so andy just keep rolling cuz you were making a point about that game so what do you think there tom brady never lost to dallas 7 and 0 tom brady will be 8 and 0 after this week that dak prescott has been bad, as we said earlier, led the league in interceptions. 
The Cowboys defense has given up a lot. The 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 Buccaneers can't really stop the run. That's okay. They can stop the pass, which is kind of where Dallas, in my opinion, thrives a little more. Uh, it looks like Mike Evans is finally healthy after that whatever 70 fantasy point game he put up in the week 17. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, Godwin is healthy again. I think they're going to run Fournette. I think they're going to White. I, I think something just tells me that I, I'm going to take the two and a half in Tampa. And I'm also, again, going to I'm going to take the under. Because no matter what happens in this game, it, it, Tampa can't score that much. I don't think Dallas can score that much. When they played, the, was it the first game of the season this year? It was like 2010, 23. I yeah. don't know. It's an under game. So uh, I think those kind of games matter. So I'll take, I'm going to take the dog. I'll take the home dog for sure. All right, Anthony. Yeah, it's hard to bet against playoff Brady. And Andy touched on it. I think the biggest thing is I don't care about the fantasy points, but Mike Evans was like doing, you know, quote unquote, nothing on the stat sheet for about seven, eight weeks. Yep. You know, he was like Brady's third or fourth target for like seven, eight weeks. And I think him getting into the mix right before the playoffs adds showing he can still go deep because you got Godwin that, Godwin runs all over the place. You know, he's running jailbait screens, bubbles, slants, right. then he goes deep. So now you got, if you can get Evans over the top, which it seems like that's finally back. I just, it's it's hard for me to bet against Tom Brady. Rumor is he has a new girlfriend. Maybe that's invigorating. They don't have to travel. <laughs> and Fournette and, um, and White in the backfield are always a good two-headed monster. You know, I mean, Brady throws it a gazillion times, breaking his own record the game. But if they need to, they'll they should be able to pound it. And like Andy said, it's just the Cowboys are too hit or miss. And, you know, Dak is, I don't know. And then you still have Pollard still a little bit dinged up. I know he's back, but, you know, they're missing their one-two punch in the backfield. And then they have to go to the air, which doesn't lead me to believe they're going to do too well if you got the lead leaguer and interceptions throwing the ball. So, and if his tight ends aren't covered up, his safeties, all three of them that he throws to, you know, he's got Lamb, but – Lamb can be spotty. I've seen him drop some wide open. He'll catch him one-handed, and then on the next drive, he'll he'll drop a drag right. across the middle. So I'm taking the Bucks to cover, and because it's in Florida, and checking the weather app here since 20 minutes ago, uh, <laughs> looking pretty good. So I'm going to take the over just because I just feel like both teams can score if they need to. And right. over seems more fun. It is it is tough to to go against Tom Brady in the playoffs, right? I mean, my man gave up his whole family for this moment. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. moment. Right? Like literally. Yeah, he didn't give them up. Exaggeration. To just play. It's not a metaphor. That's I know. I, I, I think <laughs> that's why I'm betting on the the Bucks. I feel like I want this for Tom to justify him giving up his whole family. Just oh yeah, one playoff yeah. game. There will be no video of Giselle for this game because she may be cursing the TV instead of cheering the mm. TV this time. But literally, I mean, he didn't give up his whole family to come back and play and, and go eight and nine, you know, right? He came back to get into playoffs, try to win another Super Bowl, man. Uh, Dallas offense is flat and terrible right now. Dak's been terrible. I'm not going to bang that drum any more than you guys did. Uh, and You know, it's just... He's an average QB and they're paying him $40 million. It's just another team bullied into giving a contract to a quarterback. That's not great. Uh, teams are going to get away from doing this very soon. I hope. Uh, but Tampa Bay and the, and the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are not much better guys. They're not better at all. All right. This one's going to be all defense here. And if Brady wants to make an upset, their defense is going to have to come up huge. But I'm not taking the cheese and I'm not taking the bait. I'm going Dallas because they're bad, Ooh. but Tampa is worse, man, right? They're just yeah. worse. Give me the Cowboys in an ugly squeaker. 
Give me them laying the points and give me the under 17, 14 Cowboys get out of there with their tail tucked between their legs. But the thing is, when you think of Tampa from this season, yeah, you think of the record not being good, but you think of Brady's, what was it? He had two amazing comebacks. Yeah. Two of those class. That's what sticks out. So it's like that in my mind is just why I'm going all I mean, South yeah. well, I'm going against history here. There's no doubt. I'm on my own yeah. island here. <laughs> also, this is my uh, – somebody said, who said Sean Payton to the Chargers? Right here. I, I got Sean Payton to the Cowboys. There, McCarthy loses. Oh. He's fired. I think he may get fired, but I agree with a lot of the points that are rolling around that, like, he don't want to get involved with Jerry Jones. When he could have the Chargers job with Herbert, he'll have complete control. He'll run the yeah. whole front office. You go to Dallas, you're getting told what to do. I just think Sean Payton is going to take that Chargers job because you're built in with one of the best quarterbacks of this, you know, I don't want to say generation, but this group of crap of young guys. He's got his guy and he'll have full control. I think. Hey, if I, oh, I was going to ask a different question. Go ahead, Anthony. I'm sorry. I was going to say, but you think back to like every year when the Cowboys underperformed, it was Garrett's getting fired. Garrett's getting, he never did. So why would McCarthy, yeah. after two good seasons, like regular season record wise, like, I just don't – even if they go out, like, I don't think they get rid of him yet, even though everybody's going to be saying it nonstop, right? I, I think put it's some of the blame never. on Dak now. Yeah. It's, right. I think it's now or never if you want Peyton. Oh. And, and I think if Jerry oh, – okay. Peyton, You're going that route, yeah. If, if he wants Peyton, he, he has to fire McCarthy, obviously. So I, I th- that's why I think, like, if, if, if we'll know, if Jerry fires McCarthy, it's going to be Sean Peyton. He coached with Parcells uh, on the Dallas staff. Yeah. He knows Jerry. So, like, if – it's not if he doesn't give it to Peyton now, I, unless, unless Peyton doesn't take a job, if Peyton doesn't take a job, and next year, then maybe. But yeah, it's hard. You know, it's hard to hard to get risk that. I think. I just think he's too smart to get involved with all that, man. You know, like he gave up football and needed a break and walked away from the Saints because things were kind of unraveling and falling apart. I just don't see him jumping back into a headache situation with an owner. I don't know. Here's don't my know. my one question for you guys, since we were just talking about the Bucks and Brady next year. You gun to your head. What does Tom Brady do? What team is he on, or is he retired? And if he is playing, just give me a team. I think he's retiring. I think he's retiring. Yeah. His whole thing five, six years ago was I'm playing until I'm 45. Like he hasn't said anything like what he mentioned once, like, oh, I guess I could play till I'm 50. But like five years ago, when he was like, I'm playing all 45 and everyone trashed him, he reached that. He's made the playoffs, broke his own record. He's got another Super Bowl outside of Belichick. I, let you me know. throw this at you though, along that line. Uh, is a lot of that managing your household and your marriage in the press? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's no longer got that going on at home. I just don't see this guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall back on a point I made about two or three years ago on the show when I said Tom Brady ain't built that way. He's not going to retire when you think he's going to retire. He is one of those guys that they're going to have to drag out behind the shed and shoot before he's done playing. He will embarrass himself to no end because he won't think he can't play anymore. And he'll wind up with, I, I don't know, like the worst, he'll wind up in Houston playing a couple of games before he gives it up. I think, I don't know. I think he's playing. I think, you know, he's got a job as a Fox analyst for $370 million. He could have had this year if he wanted it. Uh, so I think he's going to play. And I, I would say Raiders jets. I don't I'd think rather see him play than be an analyst. I don't think, yeah. you, you know, yeah, I don't see that personality be. behind the mic. Like, no. you know, he's, he's, Regardless of what's happening now, he's still kind of got that yeah. all shucks, good guy approach, yeah. TB12. And it's like, you got to go criticize all the dudes you've just been playing with for the half your life. That's true. He's going to have to do the that. The Jets? 
Uh, how about the Jets? New York. Well, his, his family's on the East Coast, right? That would be the argument. He probably doesn't want to go back to the Pats. He's not going to Philly. not going to Pittsburgh. It's kind of the only team that needs a quarterback on the East Coast. On the West Coast, the Raiders. McDaniels is the quarterback, is the head coach. Knows him. He's yeah. got Devontae Adams there. They've got some wide receivers. It's he play. It's a I've little been warm. That. I've been so hearing that, Raiders. I've been hearing Raiders. Yeah. I think those are the two. Yeah, but how, I, how long do you sign him for? You know, because you got to give him at least two years. You, one just, year. you think he'd take one? Yeah, probably. If he had a chance to win the Super Bowl, I think he would take one. And I think, I don't know, man. You bring up a good point with Jets and Raiders, though. For me, I would rather play for that Jets team right now. You know, you got defense, you got weapons, you got, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd jump out to the desert right now, but I don't know. Like, my first instinct was San Francisco. A kid grew up in the Bay Area. You know what I mean? He's I call him a key. He's older than me, but I'm like he's. <laughs> he but so did Rogers. Is Rogers going to San Francisco? You know, next year he he could though. Actually, you're right about that. But they'd have to work a deal there where if they could just sign Brady, I don't know if he can resist the opportunity to wear that jersey you dreamed about as a kid for one year on a team that will be Super Bowl contenders. But how does San Francisco about- get rid of Purdy if Purdy leads him to the Super Bowl? I think like, they keep no him way. as the backup. They keep nope. him as a backup. Nine and zero backup. Who's on? A, he was the <laughs> last pick. He's super. What's he getting paid? Number? League minimum. Yeah. 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 Like no way. Why would you do that? I, well, well it, here's why I say the only reason I think they would do that is because it's kind of he's the same as Jimmy G, right? They're winning games by a couple points here and there. He's just not making mistakes. It's the same thing they're sick of to begin with, right? They're stupid. Party party's been better than Jimmy G. Yeah. And by a long shot, he's made Kittle relevant again because he throws it. Kittle to him. has what five, six scores in the past like four weeks or something. He's been insane? a monster. He's been yeah. a monster. Here, here's here's my question: Who do you think's behind center for the Rams next year? Stafford might be. You, th- but he might retire. He broke his spine. Yeah, he's been. I don't know. He's, he's sneaky old too. He's been. What is he? Fourteen seasons deep. 13? Yeah. Yeah, 14, he is. I think seasons, he's 31, right? maybe 32. He right? came into the league young. He was only like 20, right, out of Georgia. Yeah, he was a he young was. kid. Yeah, actually, you're right. But he might be closer so to 35. Especially if McVay's gone. Maybe Brady's like, I want to keep my Hollywood life going. 80 for Brady's coming out next fall. I got to keep this train for whenever that movie's coming out. <laughs> yeah. So let's get right. out to L.A. You never know. I don't just know. Saying. Could be. I, I think they'll roll with Stafford. Again. I think he's retiring, to be honest with you. But that's just me. I, yeah. He might. He might. I mean, ride out. He should have rode off in the sunset after last year, but you know. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. That's a good. I don't know. That is a really good point, though. Who's who's tops uh, odds, Andy? You were saying to win the Super Bowl right now. What are the all odds? Right. Who's tops? Uh, we'll throw out a lot of those teams we all don't like, and I'll just kind of give you the top five or six. The Chiefs are at plus three twenty-five. Yeah. The Bills are at plus four hundred. The Forty Niners are at plus four seventy-five. The Eagles are at plus five hundred. The Bengals are at plus six fifty, and then uh, Cowboys are twelve hundred. Bucks are two thousand. Chargers are twenty two hundred, and I'll stop at the Vikings at plus three thousand. Nah, uh, I'm surprised at the odds at the high end of that though. Four, I, I four, mean, give me the, on the Bills. Yeah, I might take that. I might four hundred on the Bills. Yeah, four hundred. They're riding high right now, man. They they got the the Mar thing going, man. They're riding high. I don't know. I kind of like I, I kind of like the Niners at plus four seventy five. That's not a bad bet either. And also, I would I would probably have to throw some money on the Vikings at plus three thousand because that's just insane for the two seed. They hate them. They hate them. Hate them. But here's the thing: if the Vikings get to the Super Bowl, Kirk Cousins will have to play in prime time, and it ain't gonna yeah, work. Yeah, we don't want it. It ain't gonna work. 
He's going to play in prime time, and, you know, next week if they win, I assume. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just – I don't know what it is about you turn the lights on and that guy's like, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I got I 49ers, Bills. That, that's pretty good. I, yeah, I think I may throw 50 bucks on each of those, and then you, you're sitting there. If they're both playing in the Super Bowl, you're winning something. Yeah, you're, you're winning. See, my whole thing with the Niners, though, is Brock Purdy, what this is his – if they make it to the Super Bowl, what start would that be for? Nine. Tenth? Nine. Ninth? Or eighth. Yeah, eighth or ninth. Eighth or ninth. But it's like the same thing. It's like how how much were posing coordinators watching tape on Brock Purdy? Because lots of happen a lot. Like, oh, we don't need to worry about that right now. You know, we don't have enough tape. We'll just game plan for XYZ. But now you get into the playoffs, you get a half a dozen games on film. Yeah. Now you figure out the tendencies and stuff. I think that's going to be like maybe not week one versus the Seahawks, but second week that could be like that big determining factor. Like if he puts up three to seven points and it's like, like Lamar in the playoffs, you know, yeah. people figure that's, him out. That's all they game plan for. And he gets shut out and that's looks solid. nothing like how he is. So that was, that would be my pushback on the Niners. I'm a, I'm a Eagles guy. So my, my take, I don't even care. I, I would do Eagles. And I think bills are obviously the chiefs, but I think bills are riding that emotional high. I can't get the chiefs round rows to, ring around the rosy huddle and that thing they did like two seasons ago where it was like a throwback to like a football play from the thirties at the goal line where Mahomes like spun out before the snap and then it went for no gain. Yeah. I think that's funny, but also like, why are you doing that? What's the uh, point? Yeah. Right. Right. I kind of, an AFC, I, I, I don't think the chiefs are going to get there this year. It does. Bills feel kind of destined to me, but it's hard to pass up the Bengals who I think are just as good as the other two teams that, Plus six fifty. Yeah. Well, I, I think you made an ironclad point there, Anthony, about uh Frisco. And I thank you for saving me the fifty bucks because I'm not gonna put the fifty on Frisco now. I think you make a good point. And as you were saying it, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, and don't get caught up in the hype because when is the last time you remember a defense in the NFL that was so good everybody was like, doesn't matter if the third string quarterback's playing, this defense is gonna win it. I they got a really good defense, but I don't think it's any kind of all-time defense that can win the Super Bowl. What, the, the third the 2000 trainer. Ravens or whatever with Dilfer? That yeah, would be like the I last mean, one, right? Right. Maybe the last. And the Bears, 85 Bears, because McMahon was a joke too. You know, that's about Or it. when Grossman was there in Chicago. What year was yeah. that? The, yeah. the love you years? Uh, lucky for Peyton Manning, he ran into that Chicago Bears team <laughs> in the Super Bowl, huh? <laughs> Guys, I, you know I'm on the opposite side. I'm into Brocktober. I think, I think it's just... Brocktober! I think it's... <laughs> That's what this month is. It's Brocktober. And uh, I just, I, I think San Francisco is going to just beat up everybody in the NFC. And, and they're going to go to Philly. They're going to, they're going to be the favorite. It's just, I think it's just a fact that's going to happen. Minus one, minus two, assuming everybody's healthy. I just, I, I think will, right. the money will come in on San Francisco. And I will that, say the Brock Purdy thing, what I do like about it, because like he's winning now. If he loses games, he, he goes from confident to arrogant, right? But I do like the fact he came out and said, because he got recruited. I think it was Obama or Georgia. I Bama, forget I which one. And he's, what did he say? He's like, I just don't want to be a guy. I want to be like yeah. the guy. So he goes to yeah. Iowa State with Northeast Ohio's own Matt Campbell coaching yeah. him. And yeah. it's like, and then lights it up for four years and still becomes Mr. Irrelevant. And then like, you know, pays his dues. I like that mentality, like to, to build his own path. But it's just, I don't know. He takes his helmet off. And he looks like a teenager to me, which he is like three <laughs> years removed from being. Right. So yeah. it's just, it's just, that's just nuts to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he drew a mustache, if he drew a mustache for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or if like Burrow, every time I see a video of Burrow smoking a cigar, I'm like, you know, are you, how are you old enough? Right. And it's like, yeah. but Purdy's only like 
Is he six foot? I don't know. I don't he, even. Know. I mean, he doesn't look know. small. He's not like Kyler, but like he doesn't look any taller than Baker to me. But he's built better. Yeah, Brocktober, guys. Brocktober is here. <laughs> it we'll is see. here. I, I don't know. I think you should just get one of those little soul patches like Garner Minshew used to have and just roll with that. <laughs> For sure. Minshew. All right. Well, listen, fellas. Listen, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys coming on the show. We'll do this again next week. We'll keep rolling. We'll see who's going to win this thing this year. Uh, Good luck to you, Andy. Uh, We will know after this week if you're going to have a good shot at it because I think you're on an island on a lot of your picks this week. Buddy, I'm on outside. All outside unders. My one over is the dome. Well, I got. I only have two unders. I took four overs. All right. Well, fellas, I'll let you go at that. And uh, thanks again, man. I know you guys got jobs and young kids at home. And I know this is, uh, you know, not easy to carve out time. I appreciate you, man. By the way, I will say I liked all your guys' bets better than mine. And there it was, guys. And you got to love Andy waffling at the end there and just sucking gas at himself hard down the stretch there, man. But it's going to be fun. Anyway, guys, get on the Twitter Tweet us your picks. We're going to have some prizes for you guys. And as always, man, appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time.